The Ringer Gambling Feed is your one-stop shop for all things betting throughout the NFL season from week one all the way through Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. We have you covered every which way. We got our favorite futures. We got props. We'll discuss the lines. And of course, we'll throw in a few parlays. That's a given. So whether you're a sharp or a square better, we'll be breaking it down in terms hopefully everybody can understand and we'll try to win some money along the way. So be sure to subscribe to the Ringer Gambling Feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer's Philly special presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page, plus start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to the Ringers Philly Special. And to those of you watching on FanDuel TV, Sheil Kapati here with Ben Solak and ace producer Cliff Augustine. Benjamin, we're not used to having post-game pods where we're not discussing an Eagles win. With about two minutes left, I didn't think we were going to have a podcast uh, or, or a post-game reaction here talking about an Eagles loss. But here we are, the mm-hmm. Eagles just gift wrap it, put a nice bow on it, and said, Mr. Robert Sala, here you go. Jets 20, Eagles 14. Eagles somehow find a way to lose this game, fall to 5-1 and one on the season. How are you feeling, my friend? Yeah, we've done, this is our 26th Eagles postgame mm-hmm. pod together, counting mm-hmm. regular and postseason, not counting uh, preseason. And this is our third after a loss pod. <laughs> oh do, do, we, do we know how to do this? Are we sure? Are we sure? No, wait, that's not true, that's not true. It's our fourth, right? It's our third Jalen Hurts played and they lost the game pod. That's what it is specifically. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is, um, this is, I don't know, I don't know how you're supposed to start these, but here we are. Uh, yeah, like there's, there's, 
two equally valid roads to go down on a loss like this. One is we turned the ball over four times and Lane Johnson went down and Bradley Roby went down. We had injuries and, and that, you know, turnover differential, bad news. We had the game. We had control over it. Jalen Hurst throws a pick. Like, you can, this is a wave away game and that's pretty successful and there's a legit argument for that. And then there's also some stuff that's not wave away stuff that we've been talking about even during the wins. And that road's got some validity to it too. So you can go full panic or you can go nowhere near the panic button. I think both cases have merit. Well, let's start with the final two minutes. I mean, 150 left in the game. Eagles are up 14-12. They have a third and nine from their own 46. Only thing you cannot do in this situation is turn the ball over. You take a sack. That's okay. Jets have no timeouts at that point. You run the clock. You punt. You see if Zach Wilson can lead his team into field goal range, which he was not able to do for most of the day. Uh, So you can punt there. Obviously, you want to convert. They're aggressive. They call a pass play. I'm fine with that. Jalen Hurst looks for Dallas Goddard. I think Nick Sirianni said he thought it was quarters coverage. Uh, You have two, I guess, uh, underneath defenders there on either side of Dallas Goddard. Jalen Hurts is just kind of staring it down. He gets nothing on the throw. Tony Adams picks it off and the Jets score. Uh, That play specifically where you shot. I mean, we have not. I don't think we've seen a play like that from Jalen Hurts, certainly in the last two years. What, What was your reaction? What was your take on that turnover? Biggest play of the game. Sirianni called those quarters? Uh, he, That's not listen, the... Imp- hold on. Sirianni, I don't know. He was all kinds of flustered. He could have been thinking about a play in the first quarter. That's what he said. That's not me telling you that it was quarters. I'm telling you what he said. He couldn't yeah. remember plays. His beard was gone. He looked like a man who needed to get a good night's rest. Yeah, the beard, the shave, I think. If we're talking That's about... That's the real reason, reason right? This game, yeah. The shave. I don't know. <laughs> if Philly's just made the NLCS, what are we doing shaving right now? Uh... Hurts, uh, I, you remember that Colts game last year where the Eagles had a game-winning drive and they did it with like a huge bomb DPI and then they largely just ran the ball. And we came on here and we had a debate about, okay, why did the Eagles run their two-minute drive like that? Where like they didn't really actually throw the ball that much and, 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 and they were running it and teams don't usually run it that much in this context. And it was a, just a question about like, how does this offense work and what do they trust Hurts to do? After that game, we barely saw any two-minute drive opportunities for the Eagles, right? Like, they rarely ended up in those environments. They're usually in that four-minute drive environment that we talked about so much in the last pod, their ability to salt away these games, right? Well, this was a two-minute drive spot, and that felt like a young quarterback, which Hurts isn't a young quarterback anymore. He's got, like, 50 career starts at this point. But still, like, you know, a a guy who hasn't been in that environment very much, a guy who hasn't been trying to drive a a two-minute drill sort of a position making just like a, a knuckleheaded mistake. And they weren't even in two-minute drill. They were winning a game. Like, you didn't... The, the, you just so did not have to throw the football. And uh, uh, to do so from a clean pocket and not even a pressure pocket, which you've been dealing with for much of the game, to do so forcing the ball to Dallas Goddard, who, like, they've had issues getting the ball to Goddard. It's not even like he was just yamming it to A.J. Brown. Like, as perplexing of a decision and a throw as I can remember Jalen Hurts making. The number one thing we say about Hurts on this podcast is how cool he is under pressure how calm and collected he is, how he doesn't make those mistakes. The, the Eagles lost this game for a myriad of reasons, but that was the play that swung the win percentage, right? When you go and you look at ESPN's win probability, the Eagles were above 50%, went to way below 50% real quick on that play. So a, a, a huge, huge mistake from Jalen Hurts, who felt like he just panicked in a moment that he was not familiar with and not comfortable with. Yeah, it, it, was, it was just a stunner. Like you watched it and you watched the replay and it felt so out of character for, for what we've seen from Jalen Hurts in that spot. I mean, usually if he doesn't like it, he scrambles again. This was a fine time to scramble and bail and go down. 
and let punt the clock run. and let the clock run. I mean, that's like, and he know, I mean, he usually knows uh, knows that in this situation, he, he forces it in there, turns the ball over. So the Jets score, and then Ben, listen, the Eagles still had a like a good chance. I mean, you have a fifty million dollar quarterback with one forty six left and two timeouts, and you need to score a touchdown. Listen, Chiefs fans are feeling good. Bills, like if you have if you have the quarterback you want to have, you're feeling like you have a great shot in that situation. It doesn't mean you're always going to make it happen, but you want to see better than four plays and no first downs. I mean, that was, yeah. maybe it goes to your point that they haven't had the reps, but uh, four plays here, Jalen Hurts, bad throw on uh, AJ Brown on a crosser. That's incomplete on first down. Uh, second down, Hurts escapes pressure. Jack Driscoll, the right tackle who was in for Lane Johnson, he gets killed on the play. Hurts uh, fires to Devontae Smith and Jordan Whitehead breaks it up. That's second down. Third down, Short completion to Devontae Smith. Uh, Mark Sanchez was saying he thought maybe Devontae Smith should have sat there uh, rather than continuing with the crosser against zone coverage. Either way, it's a two-yard completion. Uh, and then you have fourth down where Hertz fires one downfield to Devontae Smith late on the throw. They only showed one replay. It looked like maybe if that ball's out earlier, you have a chance to Devontae Smith. By the time the ball got out there with Jalen yeah. Hurts, it looks like a Hail Mary basically into double coverage. We're like, it's only fourth and eight. It's not fourth and 38 uh, right there. Uh, that last sequence, what stood out to you there? Yeah, no, I, agree with, I agree with all of that. I think that uh, at that point, the, the, the Jets were so clearly hunting Driscoll. And it, I feel bad for Jack Driscoll for two reasons. One, He's replacing Lane Johnson. I promise you, he's not as bad as he looks. Like, he really, when you watch other backups. He started backup 13 games and yeah. he's played like well before. Yeah, I agree with you. When, he's getting killed a little bit. When you watch other much. backup tackles in the league and then yeah, watch Jack Driscoll, Jack Driscoll's clearly better. He's also <laughs> stepping in for Lane Johnson, who like hasn't given up a sack since I was in high school or something. Like, it's just I was going to say since you were alive, but yeah, that's probably true. Right. And the Eagles just don't, um, even when. The Eagles had like Shane Steichen and when, when Nick Sirianni was calling plays, even like going back to Doug Peterson, it always felt like the Eagles would struggle to help tackles when they went down, when they had backups in. And, and in this offense, especially the Jalen Hurts offense, they're just so spread oriented. They, they don't really have good responses to like, all right, we need to get chip help on this tackle. They just leave Driscoll out there. And, and I think a more experienced offensive coordinator, I think if Shane Steichen were in this role, they would have had better responses than Brian Johnson did, who Johnson kind of was just like, oh. This is tough, isn't it? And then just kind of kept it kept it chugging and, and schematically didn't make a lot of the changes. Eagles shut out in the second half. I think a huge part of that is uh, uh, Salah and that Jets defense saying, we know you're one weak point and Johnson really not knowing how to hide it. Uh, but that I, I feel bad for Driscoll because he's replacing Lane. And I think the Eagles aren't great at helping their tackles when they need to. With that said, he got beat, around the, beat up around a couple of really key spots. That final drive being one of them. The Jalen Hurts interception, the second one that he threw. Jermaine Johnson puts a great rush on him. He just gets tossed to the side. Yeah, Hertz, Hertz is not the best pocket manager and needs to do a better job, I think, knowing where his liability is. But Driscoll, it's just you get thrown into action against one of the best fronts in the league. And, and OC-wise, they're just not as good adjusting on the fly as they could have been. He was just a constant liability. They were constantly attacking him. I'm confident that if Driscoll has to play like several weeks, he'll play better than this week over week. This spot was just a real tough spot to be dropped into. And reporter Derek Gunn uh, reporting that x-rays on Lane Johnson's ankle are negative. So we don't know the extent of it, but that is at least a little uh, glimmer of good news there for the Eagles. So yeah, Eagles don't do anything on that last drive. So minus four on turnovers, the Eagles today. Third time all season, a team has been minus four or worse. All those teams have lost. 
Last three seasons, teams that are minus four or worse on turnovers are one and 28. Like, it's basically yeah. impossible. It's nearly impossible to win unless you're the Jaguars facing uh, Brandon Staley and the Chargers. The Eagles, the Eagles turned the ball over. They, they, were, they turned the ball over three times and were leading in the fourth quarter. Having a minus three turnover differential and having a lead in the fourth quarter is a very rare overlap in the Venn diagram, right? That's a hard, that's a hard window to hit. And the turnovers, right? Like, if the Dallas Goddard screen doesn't get popped out, bumped into an interception into Quinn and Williams' lap, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, fumbles are always a little bit chaotic, even though interceptions in this game were chaotic. Uh, they've had a lot of turnover luck. They were uh, uh, leading the league after the first three weeks in turnover EPA. They weren't leading the league anymore, but they were up there uh, through the first five weeks. A lot of it came crashing down right away. This is an extremely opportunistic Jets defense, and it's an attack the ball. Jets defense and and you saw them uh, rewarded for that. And so if you're like if you're talking about why did the Jets lose or excuse me, why did the Eagles lose to the Jets? The number one reason is four turnovers to none. If you're talking about the Eagles first six weeks of the season culminating in a surprising loss to the Jets, turnovers can't be the full explanation for why there's a lot of this offensive herky jerkiness at times because they've had better turnover luck in the other five games. That's why I say both roads are viable. Like they're going to beat the Jets in most simulations of this game because the turnover luck and they're even leading the game after most of the turnover luck. But there's larger systemic problems that are still reflected in the fact that Eagles, like I said, scored zero second half points. They had execution errors all over the place and they tend not to have uh, good schematic answers when they're having issues offensively. Like through the first few weeks of the season, it was hand the ball off, hand the ball off, hand the ball off, hand the ball off, offensive line, save us, offensive line, save us. All of a sudden you got Suo Peta and Jack Driscoll out there next to each other. And you're a little bit more afraid of pressing that button. And there's just not much else uh, in, in the repertoire right now. And that's where the inexperience of play call, I think, really matters. Yeah, so many, so many mistakes in this game. Like you said, some of it is, okay, mistakes in this game. Some of it might be more than that. But the mistakes in this game, I mean, four turnovers, like you mentioned. You mentioned the screen to Goddard. You had a DeAndre Swift fumble. You had the play where Driscoll gets beat, hurts his arm, gets hit. Uh, and he throws the interception. And then the last one, just the complete head scratcher. Uh, Sirianni did say he thought that last one is the only one he pins, um, you know, on on Jalen Hurts. The rest, uh, he had some help there. He had a 37 yard missed field goal. Ben Solak by Jake, Jake Elliott. Elliott. What was that Jake about? That, was, that might have been the biggest shocker of the game. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Cover your ears. Uh, you had uh, that. Yeah, that was you a big one. A, you had a special teams penalty on Keely Ringo, that leads directly to a Jets field goal. It was like a 10-play, 16-yard drive to yeah. get into field goal range. Uh, you had Devontae Smith dropping the football, where it's like, what is going on here? Devontae Smith doesn't drop the football wide open the, in the middle of the field. I, I'm sure every Eagles fan who watched this game had has a play in their mind where they were like, oh, we're losing today? Great. That first to 15 drop of Devontae was like, oh, okay, sick, we're losing today. All right, good to know. Just get emotionally prepared. The next half is going to be terrible. <laughs> First and 15 wide open middle of the field, not even like drop, but it was a tough catch. Just pure like concentration. I don't know how I got this open and the ball's right here drop. We're just like, this is too easy. And he short, short arms it. The moment Devonta's doing that ball game, no chance we're winning. It's, <laughs> turn it in. We're finding a way to lose. Listen, I thought he might have been in cahoots with you because on the extra point taken pot on the Ringer NFL show, I, of course, had Devontae Smith 70 plus yards as my favorite long shot of the week. He makes that catch. I mean, I might be in business uh, for that. But yeah, that, that you, was uh, strange as you well. Did not, I did not, you did not need me in cahoots with anybody to beat me this week. All right. I got <laughs> washed this week on extra point taken. Uh, last thing uh, before we take a break here is the injuries. I mean, this is the big thing to keep an eye on going forward. Lane Johnson, we don't know. Jalen Carter didn't play in this game. Darius Slay didn't play in this game. Safety Reed Blankenship uh, left this game. Safety Justin Evans, who was starting for them, was put on 
IR. I mean, they are banged specifically in the secondary. This team is all kinds of banged up right now. So, mm-hmm. and guess who's coming to town? Ben it doesn't Minnesota. matter. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's just <laughs> the Dolphins, Shield. It's just, it's just going to be Mario Goodrich and Terrell Edmonds <laughs> against the Dolphins. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? All right, we'll talk more about that in a minute. Thanks to everyone for watching on FanDuel TV. A reminder, you can listen to the Ringers Philly special on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. To those of you listening, we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. At IKEA, your dream home is a blue bag away. No matter the size of your space or budget, we've got everything you need to turn your dreams into reality. And now with new lower prices on hundreds of our most popular products, bringing the dream home is even easier. Like the gray Strandom wing chair, was $369, now $299. And the IKEA Plus 365 nine-piece cookware set was $129.99, now $89.99. And hundreds more. Shop new lower prices at ikea-usa.com today. All right, we are back on the Ringers Philly special. Now, one thing I was thinking about, Solak, was that everyone knows the Jets had never beaten the Eagles. And we know Mama Solak is a Jets fan. Was she let, did she finally, after all these years having to you know, live with you and communicate with you, did she finally, at least, if there's a silver lining, get to talk some noise to, to her son? I hope so. Yes, she. Uh, I texted her this text, morning. Like, okay. I texted her this morning and I reminded her. I said, uh, "Jets are zero and twelve against the Eagles," and she said, "And we're out both of our starting corners." Uh, and I was like, "Yep, Eagles are too." Talk about it a little bit, and then um, she was just. Uh, uh, my mom doesn't really text coherently. She just texts the word "yes" with a ton of s's or like "let's go" with a ton of o's. Like that's it. it like, sounds you like know, you. That literally yeah, sounds like how you. No, nah, I provide. She, I provide analysis, <laughs> sir. I don't know about this. You're talking about that. Provide like me. I, I actually have substance. Um, uh, she thinks Zach Wilson had a decent game. She's feeling good about Zach. Feeling positively. Uh, she was very worried that they scored too fast. My mom. Better than Robert Sala knew the Eagles were about to let them score. She was like, "You got to slide. You got to slide at the one." She was ready for that. Sala, Robert Sala's situational coaching is so bad, and he well, wins hold games. Hold on, I have a nuts. question about that one, though. I would say I thought okay. Sanchez went a little bit overboard there because it's first and goal from the Eagles eight. Now, like, and it's a it was a fourteen twelve game, so you definitely want to score a touchdown. You don't want to be in a situation where you you know you make them use their timeouts but then they only have to kick a field goal to win the game. At least I think. I could be wrong about this. We'll revisit it later. But I think you want to score a touchdown uh, there. So what do you do? You like you, you run up and get to the one, and then you try to make them use two timeouts and score. Like You're already inside the 10. Like You only have four plays in which to score a touchdown. You obviously can't do it on fourth down. So you literally have three plays in mm-hmm. which to score a touchdown. So I actually didn't think... Like, I would be curious to see what sort of the day after yeah. stuff is. I didn't think it was as egregious, uh, the situa- given the situation, as Sanchez made it sound. Right. So let's, let's draw it out. First and goal from he the 46. He is terrible. He is terrible in game management. I mean, they, had, they, had, they got to a 4th yeah. and 13 from the 44 <laughs> where they could kick a 61-yard field goal or punt it. 
And he like looked at Greg Zerline and he's like, do you yes. want to go? And Greg Zerline was like, do you want me to go? And then they did that for 10 seconds during the late game penalty. Listen, you know I don't tweet during games. That was as close. I almost had to get on. That was, what was he doing? He was asking for like a gladiator thumbs up or thumbs down yeah, from the kicker. And Zerline's like, I don't 61. know. Like, sure, I'll go out. Right. And then by the time he, they had this communication, they, were, <laughs> was like, they took a the delay play. and punted it and won. Oh ah! my God. Anyway. <laughs> Amazing. Sorry. So first and goal from the from the uh, from the eight one forty six left. So you run the ball. You go down at the one. There's one forty one left. Eagles take their second timeout because they had already used one at that point. Second and goal. You get stopped. So it's third and goal from the one. Eagles take their third timeout. And that was one thirty five left. You run a play. You get stopped. So now it's fourth and goal. You're going to kick the field goal to go ahead. Forty seconds run. So you're at fifty five seconds, maybe fifty, and then you punt it. You kick it off, and now the Eagles have to go. With no timeouts in 45 to 50 seconds in a field goal range versus Eagles need a touchdown that the 146 with two timeouts. Mm. That feels it feels, it feels close, very, honestly. It feels very close. Yeah. Yeah. It feels I, I don't very like close. either either spot offensively. Um I'm, I'm gonna I'm do some research on this, check with yeah. real analytics people and see what they yeah, yeah, yeah. thought. But yeah. So it's an interesting choice. But what I like is the fact that the Eagles were ready and knew what they were going to do right away. Sometimes teams poorly execute the let them score play. The Eagles did a great job being like, stop the run and get Brees Hall moving. <laughs> and then Ole <laughs> on, on, on the Matador. And you could tell that Robert Sala was frustrated on the sideline because he either wanted the refs to do something about that or he wanted his team to do something about that. It was unclear. But they executed the let them score play well, got the ball back to, like you said, their, their second contract quarterback and their star receivers and, and wanted to go win the game and, and had a four and out. Uh, and so that, yeah, that end of game situation is an interesting one. I'm curious what the, uh, what the data says there. I'm so glad you saw the, you, you noticed the Salah Zerline thing. Uh, we, I, I guess everyone, tweet, I everyone probably noticed yeah. that you were tweeting about it. Okay. That, that yeah. was by far the funniest moment, uh, of my Sunday. Not only, <laughs> it's like, dude, you have to make a decision. He's yeah. like Craig Kimbrell. I'm not like not thinking the pitch clock doesn't count with him. No, no, no. There, there is a play clock, Robert. <laughs> you have to make the decision before the play clock runs out. That was hilarious. All right. Uh, so I mentioned the stuff about the depth. I mean, Solak, the, the, the players who ended this game, so the secondary, James Bradbury, Josh Job, and Mario Goodrich were your corners, and Terrell Edmonds and Mekhi Garner were your safeties. I mean, like we just mentioned, the, the Miami Dolphins, who statistically like, have the best offense in the NFL in the last 10 years, like they just, they'll get down two touchdowns and you're like, all right, they're probably going to win by 21 points, which they basically, you know, they did uh, again today. They're coming to town. So like injuries are huge here. The upcoming schedule, when you look at the Eagles depth being tested, Dolphins at Commanders, Cowboys, by Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, Seahawks. That takes us to week 15. Everybody better buckle up, baby. We got a stretch here of amazing games. If you are uh, a football games, perhaps some terrifying games uh, if you are an Eagles fan. But man, like we got to see who is playing in the secondary for the Eagles when they play the likes of that Dolphins offense, uh, of Josh Allen, of Patrick Mahomes, of that Niners offense, uh, because it could get, you know, you you might have to like change how you play the whole, the way you win games might be totally different than it kind of has been through the first Mm -hmm. six games. I barely have an idea of how you stop, stop the Dolphins offense when you have talent in the secondary, when you don't have second talent. Nobody has. I have nothing, dude. I have no idea. I think I, I honestly, like I haven't gotten to 
to do some ga- any game predictions this year, right? Because we got, uh, I'm not on the Wednesday show. I think the Dolphins dunk on the Eagles in a big way. Like I, mm, I think it's a, interesting. I, I think it's a ton of points that get dropped on their head, and maybe the Eagles like keep pace with it. I'm very curious to see what Vic Fangio does against this offense. He was here last year. He kind of knows the oh, team true. and knows the offense, knows what hurts likes, knows what he doesn't. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins kind of put it on the Eagles and and force the team to think about what this upcoming stretch against against the contenders is going to look like. Uh, so that 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 the the number of secondary injuries, dude, is scary. When you go and you look at defensive snap counts for this game, like firstly, your your every snap your every snap guys were James Bradbury, cool, and Terrell Edmonds, terrifying. Terrell Edmonds was on the field for fifty seven snaps, all the snaps. It's suboptimal. Okay, he's probably their worst defensive player. I know the yeah. linebackers get dunked on. I think Edmonds is probably their worst. No, I I I could not be more there with you. Uh, okay. Next, next in terms of usage, 46 snaps for Fletcher Cox and Josh Job, right? So two of your four highest snap getters are Terrell Edmonds and Josh Job. We go a little bit further down. You had uh, 20 snaps for Contavious Street in this game, 20 snaps for Makai Gardner, who was not active before ever. Uh, and then uh, 12 snaps for Mario Goodrich, 11 snaps for Eli Ricks. Even before they started to accumulate some injuries in the secondary, they were rotating guys in and they were doing it at linebacker as well, where they play with uh, Dean next to Cunningham and then they play with Morrow next to Cunningham. And they, they, they had uh, uh, Ricks in for Josh Job on the outside and they were just trying to figure stuff out. Like, they're like, who can we put where in what environments to uh, uh, be successful? And that, like, it's good that they're trying to figure that out. It's also terrifying that that's happening in week six. And it's also understandable okay let's do it against zach wilson like sure i get it but then you went on to lose the game man it's not great to be in that spot where you are shuffling through back seven players trying to figure out what your what your alignments are going to be what your packages are going to be and you're doing it one week before the dolphins game against a presumably bad passing attack that guess what you then lose the football game they are in unbelievable scramble mode in the back seven right now this is is for for the way that howie built it where it's like okay uh you know we're going to let linebackers walk and we're going to let Chauncey walk. And obviously they tried to sign Chauncey and, and, and everything that went down there. Um, but for the way this got built, where they kind of let linebacker and safety be really thin, uh, this this is this was a nightmare sequence of injuries, right? You, you had injuries at safety, injuries at linebacker and N'Kobe Dean, and then an injury at nickel, which really even more so weakens that spine. I mean, they are as liable on any team is in that middle of the field zone coverage as you'll find in the league. Sc- scary, scary, scary Halloween spooky stuff. Yeah, I feel like secondary and offensive line, those are the areas where if you get, if you're getting hammered by injuries to multiple guys at either, those are the things that can kind of sink uh, your season. So we'll see. You got trades to be made. Uh, we'll see if, if Howie uh, makes some moves depending on what these injuries are here. Future starting Eagles safety is Justin Simmons and Jeremy Chin. I was gonna, I I, like, Chin was on my, yeah, I was, I I mean, they lost, like the Panthers to lost it. again today. That, that would really be one that, um, Makes sense for them. The so. one in five New England Patriots employ Kyle Duggar, in case mm. anyone was curious. Yeah. Fun player. <laughs> Get him yeah. over. Just bring him just right over here. Yeah. Come on. Uh, I mean, if I would have told you this morning that like one of these teams is going to just chill and let the other team lose it, it would have been such an easy. If I would have put that poll up, I mean, my gosh, 99%. Well, okay. We know which team's going to. The Jets are playing without. This can't be, you know, we're mentioning the Eagles injuries, but yeah. the Jets are playing without their two starting corners. Dallas Gardner and DJ Reed without their best offensive lineman, Elijah Vera Tucker, and without Aaron Rodgers. Like that was a banged up team. You know, they, yeah. they, they've, they've been more hurt when you look at just kind of premium positions. Uh, definitely the Eagles like still had their starting, you know, starting quarterback 
uh, in this game. Yeah. So yeah, we have a to lot of Jets that. fans were were dropping that today. I will say that there's always a difference between injuries you walk into a game with and injuries you incur in that's the game, true. right? And that's why, like, I really highlighted the fact that they were shuffling dudes in the first drive, even when they were healthy. Is the Eagles were in like, I wonder what our defensive game plan <laughs> is going to be mode starting from snap one. Uh, and so that that provides a little bit of a difference, but absolutely no. The, this was a Jets team that, like, even after all the chaos, was beatable, and the Eagles were up in the fourth quarter with less than two minutes left, which is, get, those are games that you win when you don't give up what yeah. is functionally a defensive score, right? Uh, uh, that moment there is, is the, the this should have been an ugly and concerning win for the Eagles. Instead, it's an ugly and concerning loss for the Eagles based off that one play. Yeah, that was going to be my like, you know, I, I was ready as I'm preparing, as I'm watching. I'm like, all right, well, would you rather have a ugly game like this that you win or undefeated or an ugly game like the 49ers, you know, did today where they right. lose? Well, oh, it actually ended up being just like that where you, where you lose too. So uh, there you go. Have you looked at an Eagles Dolphins line yet? Do you want to guess? I just looked it up. Have you already looked? Uh, over under 52 and a half. I know that because pre-show. Oh, right. Yes, you were on the call when I bet over under 52 and a half for the Dolphins. That's right. I, so uh, you probably saw the closed line. at, uh, it, I shouldn't say closed, before the, the week six action, it was, a, it was at Dolphins plus two and a half. Um, I, don't, I imagine they haven't moved it too much, right? Like plus two? Two and a half. Staying at two and a half here uh, after yeah, I, um, that Eagles performance. I, yeah, I mean, this Dolphins team just scores 40. And I just don't think you, you could find anyone right now who's like, yeah, the Eagles will do that. It's just not I, I against a secondary like this. I'm so scared, man. I, I have a lot of Tua tweets that a lot of Dolphins fans have possession of. And I need it's just not good for me. This position that I'm in. I do think the Eagles will be able to move the football and score on that Dolphins deep. I don't think that Dolphins defense. Uh, it's very good, but but we'll say your point is a good one. I mean, Fangio literally remember then the reports were like, no, 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 he's not working with the defense. He's work. What was it? He's working with the offense. Like, how would you game? He literally. Well, he advising. told them they have the answers. They know how he would game plan against them. Wasn't that right? Yeah, there you go. So Shoes there you on go. the other foot. <laughs> Shoes on the other foot. All right, let's talk about this offense a little bit more. Ten possessions, two touchdowns, four turnovers. They only punted twice, a turnover on downs, and a missed field goal. Twenty-four first downs. 348 yards uh, based on success rate. It was their second worst performance of the season behind only the Patriots game. Jalen Hurts, 28 for 45, 280, a touchdown, three interceptions, sacked twice. He was their leading rusher, eight carries for yeah. 47 yards. The running backs like, barely did anything in this game. 14 carries for 33 yards uh, for the running backs. AJ Brown continues to just, yeah, 125 a game. That's uh, pretty easy to do. First Eagles receiver to have 125 or more in four straight games. He had 131 in this game. Uh, and then, you know, Devontae Smith, 44, Goddard, 52, Swift, 40. All right. So where are you with this Eagles offense? A couple of weeks ago, you were very concerned. Last week, I think you felt like, all right, this looks like a step in the right direction. This looks like the team I expected to see. Where are you now, kind of as a whole, as they go into this stretch? Yeah, like, you know, step right, step wrong, right? And so now it's like, okay, they're kind of, kind of, uh, they had some momentum and then you, you, you start dealing with some injuries. Uh, Lane Johnson, just like as integral, as big of a key piece, right? We always do those, uh, what players could the Eagles least afford to lose preseason questions. And so I was like, okay, Kelsey Hurts Lane, how do I order these guys? Because it's those yeah. three and I just don't know what to do with them. Um, and so losing Lane is, is, is hugely hugely impactful for the team and the offense loses some juice i think the biggest 
change in perspective for me was I've really liked this, some of the stuff that Brian Johnson has done in game, especially first half over the last couple of weeks, where it's been a little bit more familiar to how it was last season, where they, they have the ability to get to their buckets pretty quickly. Like, all right, this is a game where we're shooting from the elbow. This is a game where we're shooting from three. This is a game where we're driving, right? Like, it's just that you, you develop a game plan. It's going to be a swift day. It's going to be a Goddard day. This is how we're going to protect Hertz. Like, it, it, you, you, they get to a bucket and then they stay there. This was a game where they really struggled to do so, right? And, and you lose lane and it just kind of, it dramatically impacts, I think, the size of the playbook. And then you're not getting, like, A.J. Brown's making the plays you need him to make. DeAndre Swift had a, a good day receiving, but then, like, it's not a great running day. And he, yeah, he has the big fumble. Obviously, a really tough Devontae day. Dallas Goddard, like, fine, but also he has the hit that leads into the pick. You're just not getting the play out of your, your ancillary guys, your stars that you need to. Now it becomes all on Hurts. And the reason why it's challenging to talk about the Hurts interception, which is, like, as singularly negative of a play as he's made in, like, recent memory, yeah. is that before that, it wasn't, it was my, it was not, like, a great Hurts game, but he was slugging through the muck and he was doing okay with it. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Like, he was, yeah, pocket presence-wise, there were problems. Uh, scramble wise, you know, he's he's it's inherently a game where he's getting outside of the pocket a lot and he's 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 dealing with pressure up the middle a lot. And when that sort of game happens, he tends to only go to his right. He doesn't like to go to his left. And then he's not nearly the threat to run the ball that he used to be. And so you're just feeling like, all right, like you're leaving a lot of pockets, dude. And some of them are just fine. Some of them aren't. And when you get out of the pocket, you're not the same guy that you were. And so like there's there's there were ways that like hurts wasn't as good this game as, as, as you would hope, even considering the context. But in general, making tough throws, taking shots, delivering the ball to receivers, asking his playmakers to make plays, and they're not paying him up. Like in general, it was, it was a, a Hurts game where he was keeping them afloat for quite a bit. You just weren't getting enough from your other playmakers, your other guys, uh, to keep the offense alive. I think long term, I think they're gonna. I think if they know they're not gonna have lane, they're gonna be better. Uh, this was a really really heavy eleven personnel game. They were eleven personnel, like seventy three percent of the snaps. I want to say which the Jets put a ton of linebackers on the field no matter what you do. So you might as well put a third receiver out there and really stress their nickel, stress their zone, stress their linebackers. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see an increase in 12, increase of under center stuff, uh, uh, get a little bit heavier, get a little bit more condensed, protect Jack Driscoll a little more, run the, run the football with a little bit more intention. Uh, and I think they'll be okay losing lane. Like they'll, 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 they'll get it back up to a certain floor, but the ceiling is definitely capped when you lose a guy like that. Yeah, and again, we'll see. I mean, who who knows? Maybe he, uh, as we're recording this, we don't know if he's going to be uh, even out for um, next week or not. So uh, it's it's a tough one to, for me to really, I don't know if panic is the right word, but it's like they made so many mistakes in this game. Like I was with you, like probably middle of the third quarter, maybe end of the third quarter. I was like, kind of looks like a typical, like, all right, it's not perfect, but like he's making plays with his legs. Uh, you know, he, he, they're making throws. They're moving the football again. They had what, what did I say? 24, uh, first downs in this game. It wasn't like they were getting completely shut down or, or anything like that at halftime. He had thrown for, I think 172 yards, uh, or something like that. This was obviously a game where they felt like, all right, jets don't have their starting corners. We have two good wide receivers. We might not be able to run the ball well against them. Let's throw it and throw it and throw it some more. Um, and, you know, you, you can debate that. I, I didn't watch this game and I wasn't like, you should be running the football more. Now, some of those drives in the fourth quarter where we've seen in the past when they are able to run the football. Yeah, that's a really great way to win a game. You know, we've talked about the way they close out games when you can just they could have just run eight minutes off the clock and run it and run it and run it some more. That would have been great. Uh, and for whatever reason, the run game wasn't exactly there for them today. That could have been Driscoll. That could have been the Jets, uh, the Jets defensive front, whatever. We'll watch the film and, and figure out what that was. But 
Uh, overall, through six games, they're sixth in EPA per drive and they're sixth in success rate. It's been a little uneven. I'm with any, everyone who says, you know, it doesn't look quite the same as last year. I, I totally agree. Um, I think when you step back, maybe, you know, I, I'm not in full panic. But I'm curious to see th this Sunday against the Dolphins. Like, yeah, can they keep pace with them? Because uh, there you can't make these mistakes and win that game because your defense is not going to be uh, nearly as good there. All right. A couple other things uh, I wanted to look at here. Anything else with the offense, Benjamin, that uh, stuck out to you? I think we went over the turnovers. Mm -hmm. uh, we went over, are we concerned? Are we not concerned? Really, the only big injury there uh, is going to be Lane Johnson, and we don't have definitively uh, what that's going to be yet. So I think those are the main things on the offense, right? Am I missing anything? No, uh, they did. They did cool stuff with Devontae Smith in the backfield. That was fun. Yeah, nifty, good package stuff. DeAndre Swift had ten targets. No, did not see that coming preseason. Congrats to him. Uh, defense, let's go. Defense. All right, defense. They allowed seventeen first downs and two hundred and forty-four yards. One touchdown on eleven possessions, and that was the one as we went over that they meant to give up. Uh, what did you make of their defensive performance overall? Uh, the, the defensive line is so good. They deserve to win in this one. Uh, uh, two, uh, two and a half sacks for Hassan Reddick in this game, half sack for Milton Williams, half sack for Jordan Davis, half sack for Brandon Graham and a sack for Josh Sweat. That's five uh, sacks. They had 10 total quarterback hits. Uh, they ended up with five passes defensed as a team as well. In the secondary, James Bradbury had a couple. Josh Job had a couple. Job, honestly, like Job hangs, 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 hangs out out there. Like he, he, he's got penalty problems and he's got eyes problems and youth problems and whatever, but he also like. You're not watching him being like, oh, there's no chance. Like you're watching him being like, oh, like this I guy agree. Could, like, he doesn't kill there. you. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they they made they made impactful plays uh, uh, in the pass rushing and coverage. They deserve to win. Uh, uh, held a jet. The Jets want to be able to run the football. That's how they want to be able to to temper things with Zach Wilson. They gave up 89 yards on 21 carries. Uh, the Jets overall as a team negative 0.77 EPA per drive, uh, offensive EPA per drive in this game. Like that, the the defense did more than enough to deserve a win. And they did it with with uh, with the number of injuries that we're talking about. Skewing it forward and thinking about real offenses, it's terrifying. But for <laughs> what they did in this in this Sunday, um, it's really impressive. I continue to just be so 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 impressed by Josh Sweat, who just is good. It's just like I I I uh, we talk every single year about how Jalen Hurts just gets better and better every single year, and how does he keep doing this, and why does he keep doing this? Nobody else keeps doing this. You know who's just gotten better every single year is just Josh Sweat. He's unbelievable in terms of the. Uh, 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 the impact plays against the Ronnie's TFLs, he's penetration in the pocket, he's finishing sacks. Sweat is such a premier rusher. And then Reddick, uh, quiet to start the season, got the cast off the thumb, five sacks in three games. No problem. I can grip things now, man. I can grab things and now I am rushing the passer. That's awesome to see, right? Because you're 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 seeing high pressure but low sack performance from Reddick. You're like, all right, is this gonna be a a fluke from last year, like what's happening. And then the moment he gets that cast off, it's just clear that he was playing unhealthy. He's now playing healthy and, he, and he's back being the impact player he was. So defensive line looked great, even without uh, Jalen Carter, who's been like the premier of the group to this point. Deep group, talented group, should have won the game for them. Yeah, it's so funny going down and looking at all the defensive linemen. Fletcher Cox, yes, played well. Hassan Reddick, yes, two and a half sacks. Josh Sweat, you just mentioned, yes. Jordan Davis, I thought probably his best game since forget the first couple there. I mean, he he yep. had some really nice pass rushes in there. Milton Williams had some really nice reps uh, in there. It's like every Love single Milton guy. Williams. Brandon Graham had a couple flashes uh, in there. He's rushing from all over the place. It's like all these guys really played well. Uh, yeah, this was the Eagles' highest success rate of the season defensively. 
their third highest of the last two seasons. Now, competition, 100%. Got to take that into account. Zach Wilson ain't going to be walking through that door here uh, for a while. So this is the worst offense you're going to face maybe all season uh, for a long time, maybe at least yeah. until that Giants yeah. game. Uh, we'll see what the Giants look like at that point. So it's going to be different, but I'm with you. I mean, you can only play who you're, who, who's on the other side of the ball. Uh, and the Eagles were banged up. And I thought they showed up like end of that game. I mean, when the offense keeps making mistake after mistake, Eagles are doing a nice job. Like even after the Quinn, after the Quinn and Williams interception, Eagles do uh, a nice job there. Great possession in the fourth quarter yeah. after the Hertz interception, Josh Sweat has the sack and they force a three and out. Another great possession in the fourth quarter. Uh, San Reddick with the pressure. Milton Williams with the sack. That was after Jake Elliott missed the 37-yard field goal. Like, there's another world where if that if that offense on the other side is good and your defense isn't playing well, like, you know, we're making it sound like oh, this is so rare because the Eagles made all these mistakes. If that other offense is good, your defense probably, you know, isn't going to hold up like this. You might lose by two touchdowns um, in this game mm -hmm. with the number of mistakes you made offensively. So, yeah, I don't think there's, you know, uh, not really a lot of negatives for me on the defense, except for the injuries where you're just like, what is this thing going to look like next Sunday? And, and that's something to keep an eye on uh, all week here. Yeah, that was great when the broadcast roll out the like Eagles are the only team in the league that has not given up any points on defense after a turnover. They brought that after the first one and they force a turnover on downs. And you're like, heck yeah, go birds. And then there's three more turnovers and they give them a field goal and then they have to give them a touchdown for <laughs> a really the game. testing that. Yep. It's, it's the, always the broadcast curse. The moment the broadcast is like, here's an interesting streak. And you're like, all right, the streak's dead. Uh, and it very much so was in this game. But yeah, the defense has been an excellent, excellent response to turnovers. Haven't had too many to deal with, but they've done a good job responding to the turnovers. And they did sort of start this game. It's just you get you end up giving the field goal to close the half and... Then you, you give up the touchdown afterwards. Um, the uh, uh, the Jordan Davis half sack. Jordan Davis now up to one and a half sacks, by the way. Just as an FYI for everybody. Just Jordan Davis cruising. He looks great. Generating pocket push. Doing the thing. Living the dream. He gets overshadowed <laughs> by my other large adult son, Jalen Carter. But still, great <laughs> season so far for Jordan Davis. Eagles are turning the football over now on 14% of their drives. Uh, that was 10% last year. They're scoring in the red zone on 45% of their opportunities. That was 68% last year. So if you're looking for some of the reasons why it doesn't uh, maybe look as good as it did last year, those are two of the big ones. All right. Do we have anything else? I don't know. I feel like we covered most of it. You got anything else uh, on your list here? The Jalen Hurts touchdown. Jalen Hurts touchdown. I'm trying the, to remember. The, four, the fourth, oh, yeah, yeah, the run. fourth down yeah. one. Okay. I'm fine with it. Thank you for the points. What happened <laughs> that they thought that they overturned that? I I think they just thought that the ball crossed the plane, right? The we never, there down. was never an angle. I don't understand. There wasn't an I've, angle. You're right. I didn't see I, anything. Yeah. I professionally watch football and I don't <laughs> understand how reviews work. I, if you made me identify an intentional grounding in the wild, I would have no idea. I just think, is it that tree? What are we doing? That reviewer is just like, listen, he, we don't have a view of the ball getting over the line, but he probably got it over the line. Touchdown. I I can't tell you the number of reviews where I'm like, okay, so that probably happened. And they're like, this did not happen at all. The AJ Brown catch, I was so positive they were overturning that. The ball moved. I thought I the thought ball that moved. was definitely overturned. I, I thought shocked. the ball moved wasn't a catch. I don't understand anything about anything. The Jalen Hurts touchdown was just hilarious because the broadcast kept on being like, maybe they saw something that we didn't see because there was just no no like clear shot or whatever. Um, yeah, nice touchdown. Cool stuff.
And then I had to go on this rant last year, Benjamin. But Dean Blandino, when we call you in, we just want to know what you think the call should be. I don't need eight minutes on here's what they're looking at. Here's a knee. Here's an elbow. Here's a butt cheek. Here's an... I don't just tell me, do you think it should be ruled a catch? Or do you think it should be ruled incomplete? Like, why do you think we're bringing you on to the broadcast, Dean Blandino? It took nine minutes, and then they finally were like, let's take a vote. Take a vote. This is literally what you're in the broadcast for. You're killing me yeah, with this. Take, take a vote was obnoxious. I, I, I forget who was calling <laughs> the game, but he like chuckled out. He was like, ha no, there is there is Kugler. A, there is exactly one good referee analyst. Do you know who it is? Terry McCauley. It's John Terry McCauley. McCauley. They bring, yeah, I they agree, hundred percent. They bring Terry McCauley on for Sunday Night Football. I think I can't remember. And and he and they go, Terry, what do you think? I, I, Chris calls. So I was like, Terry, what do you think? Yeah. And he goes, They're gonna win the challenge. He's got two feet down, and he's gone. Done. That, he doesn't get paid by the word. King, These other guys right. get paid by the word. And here's the thing. Yes, here's thank the you. Thing. Terry, I don't think has a face cam, and that's what it is, right? Dean's got the hair done on the set, mm. and so he's like, if I talk long enough, eventually they gotta put the the face cam up to kind of make sure the broadcast still has like some some life to it and some vision. So put a little Dean Blandino on. I got my hair and I can do my little chat. Terry's just an old dude in a bathrobe with a remote being like, <laughs> dude, they didn't score. Fourth goal. Like, it's done. No. Which I love. There's one oh, good ref analyst, Terry McCoy. I very much agree. All ref analysts are bad. The worst is when they explain why the rule is confusing. Ah, well, a re- a, 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 to be a catch, you have to have two feet down. You have to have possession of the ball. And the challenging thing is to see if he maintains the ball through the game. We know what's challenging! That's why we're here! <laughs> Tell me what the result is! I agree very much. Thank you. I agree. And now I will just picture Terry McCauley in a bathroom <laughs> with a cigar every a time. A cigar and a beer, just trying <laughs> to stay awake. He, like, dozes off. There's, like, a buzz on his, his, his... He's got, like, a watch. It's like, they're coming in five seconds. And he looks at it, he's like, that's incomplete. It really stands out, though, because he does it so well. He just tells you what, the call, what he thinks the call is. He's almost always right. And there you go. You move on. I, I, I can't stand. All right. What do you think of Sanchez? Last thing. Are you, are you pro or uh, did you, I don't know if you listen to this one with the sound on or sound off. What do you think of Sanchez as a announcer? You want me to go I, first? I'm not. I don't like being this critical of this many people. With that said, <laughs> Sanchez very clearly wants to be Romo and isn't. Right. I'll give I'll give my my Terry McCauley explanation of things. He like just one sentence into the point. He saw Romo like predict plays and come up with cool sounds and lines. And then he was like, I can do this and just can't. And so it's not terrible, but it is awkward because you're just like, dude, you're not him. Please stop. I disagree. I like oh, yeah? Sanchez. I'm in on Sanchez. I find him entertaining. Listen, not every line is going How to land. How many people left call him Sanchez? This is like a 2010 thing. So you're, <laughs> you're rolling back. And when you said about Sanchez, I was like, is there a fourth corner the Eagles had out there that I don't know? Like what? Sanchez. Right. Mark okay. Sanchez. Uh, I like when Mark Sanchez calls games. He's entertaining. Uh, he's excited. There's some insight there. I'm, you know, it's not like, you know, but... 
like like the bar is relatively low for sort of insight and analysis, but I think he can give you that. He knows what's going on on the field. He's prepared, which separates him from uh, Romo, who kind of just shows up to the game and doesn't know uh, who's playing there. So uh, I'm in on Sanchez. I like Sanchez. Wonder wonder what the uh, audience thinks. He had some line about, what was it, a salmon and Vaseline everyone's yeah. getting upset with. Listen. He took a shot. You know me. You know me. I love an an idiom. Yeah. Yeah, I love an idiom. I don't mind that at all. I love an idiom. I think that he, like, he, like, there was a play where he was like, oh, like, Eagle, like, uh, like, Hertz checked something in line. He was like, oh, thinking RPO. And it's like, you can't hit, like, even if you can hear the check, like, it ended up being read option, right? Which is like an option play. But it's like, just don't do that. He's checking out the line and then we'll see what he does. Like, that's the, the, the prediction craze drives me nuts. I will say that I agree with you on Romo. Romo, who, Today the Patriots scored a touchdown. They were down by three, and so they he have did to make Patriots extra- Raiders today. Did, I didn't watch he did that. Patriots game. Raiders. Why Patriots is he Raiders. doing Patriots? <laughs> he did Patriots Why Raiders. Did he do Patriots and the Patriots Raiders. are down by nine. They score a touchdown. Okay, so now they're down by three. Extra point or two point conversion. It's like late in the fourth quarter. And Roma's like, I've always wondered if you should go for two here. <laughs> and Jim Nance was just silent. And Roma was trying to explain why. Going for two, and if you don't get it, you're down three, and the field goal event made no sense. Totally unintelligible. And then Greg Olson, who I love, love Greg Olson, big great, love a Greg Olson, did Niners Browns and just every single play was identifying that George Kittle had one on one coverage because he's a tight end. It's just always, always with Greg's always like, you know, who's going to be open here on this third and four. You know, who could be open here on this first and ten. You know, they could be looking at the second and seven circle that tight end, buddy. Just And Kittle only had one catch. Like, it's kind of fair. But the 19th time he was like, man, on man for George Kittle. It's like, yeah, George Force plays man. We get it, dude. We get George Kittle. Here we go. Loving Olsen. I'm in on a Sanchez. And I'm going to keep calling him Sanchez. I will make that live on forever. All right. Uh, Eagles are five and one. They are tied with the San Francisco 49ers. Oh my God. I didn't even realize this, Solak. It's a three way tie. Your boys, the Detroit, the Detroit Lions. Lions. Oh my God. I, I literally was just, I would have just come on if I didn't look it up. And I would have said Eagles and Niners are tied for first in the NFC. But no, no, no. The Lions go down to Tampa whoop the bucks and those three teams are tied at five and one this is weird no one's four no one has four wins in the nfc did you know that it goes those three are five and one every other team has three <laughs> cowboys next, cowboys are three and two right now right and then they have the money that's night true. Game. they could get yes, four on cowboys Monday might night. get that's it um, there you go yeah the uh 49ers lost a weird one in cleveland you had weather and they had injuries themselves and like i think the that's true they might have had some good. key injuries there yeah, Debo, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey both leave the game and don't come back. Trent Williams leaves the game, does come back. Uh, Lions. Lions are 5-1 and one and are definitely scary. I also feel like the Lions' like third best player on offense is Goff. And it's kind of a little bit hard to be like, ah, but all, like, you know, we'll see. I think yeah, they were scuffling was... a little bit offensively today. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. probably as impressive as the final score indicates. Yeah. Their defense has been, uh, has been a pleasant surprise, though. Been better, yeah, yeah. Um, Eagles like Eagles have their stuff to clean up and the Niners have their stuff to clean up and the Lions have stuff to improve upon as well. There's there. I don't think this like I don't the Niners could have won today and I still would have been like the Eagles still have every good shot of beating the Niners. Like I think the Eagles are gonna be able to run the ball on that, on that Niners team the same way they did in the NFC championship game. And like I, I don't think the Eagles are falling out of that top tier at all. I do think the Eagles lost a game to the Jets. And when you have a schedule like the one they have coming up where you face the Dolphins, Cowboys twice, Niners, Chiefs, Bills, Seahawks, you don't want to drop a game to the Jets because you might need that win to get the one seed out of the two seed, right? Get the buy, get the home field advantage. Uh, so that's, that's the, the running impact of that. It doesn't really knock them down. It power rankings wise for me too much. 
uh, but it does accumulate when we start to talk about a really tight NFC race and, and the playoff seating when the Eagles get there. Yeah, I think I think if you would have said before the season they'll be five and one, uh, tied for the best record in the NFC after six games. Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard are all healthy and on the field. You've been sort of encouraged by Sean Desai. You probably would have signed up for all of that. That doesn't mean it's going to work out and it's going to be perfect, but that's kind of a take a step back and look at it. All right, last thing. I like looking at this site, Impredictable, which looks at the betting markets and then does future strength of schedule. Eagles' future mm. strength of schedule is fourth toughest in the NFL here. Niners is 15th and the Lions is 21st. So yeah, we're not making much ado about nothing uh, about this schedule. The schedule's about to get tough uh, and it's going to be fun. We'll have a lot of fun games to talk about. So Yeah, Eagles, Eagles are going to lose some games. And the, the, how the, yeah. the fan base is going to have to respond to that and the team is going to have to respond to that in a way they haven't, they haven't had to respond to that in a bit. I think that's going to be an interesting interesting process. I'm excited to see how it goes. Uh, I would like for the Chargers to beat the Cowboys next week. That would make me feel better. Or tomorrow. Monday Today. night. Tomorrow. Monday. We'll be podcasting yeah, I know, after I know that. when days yes. are. Yeah, All, right. Don't worry about All it. right. All right. That'll wrap it up for this edition. Solak and I will be on after that Chargers-Cowboys game. Extra point taken on the Ringer NFL feed. Check that out. We'll be talking Woo! about that game and everything else that happened in week six. Here's the deal for Phillies. If Phillies win on win game one Monday night, you'll get a pod. If they lose Monday night, we'll just wait until Tuesday night and do a pod then. So uh, you're doing a pod Monday night? Yes. After we do extra point taken, I'll be doing a pod. Cliff and I, well, I actually, I don't know if Cliff's going to have to produce that. We'll go look over that. We'll, we'll have a pod if they win Monday night. Uh, and then we'll do Eagles fail later in the week and we'll do Phillies post game pods or the rest of the games this week. All right. Thank you to Ace Producer, Cliff Augustine. Thank you to Penn Solak. Thank you to everyone for listening. Go, Phils. And we'll talk to you soon on the Ringers Philly special. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.